to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Married at First Sight Australia, Season 10, Episode 16. Now, Chris, the only downside of this episode is we have to bloody wait till Sunday now, but (laughs) where would you like to start today? Well, there's only one place to start, Dave, because the whole episode was dominated. The whole <laughs> square, shall we say, Janelle, Adam, and Claire, and Jesse. So setting the table, what was interesting was obviously Janelle had said at the end of the last episode, we, you know, basically we're going into war here. Adam is getting it. Claire's getting it. Totally fine with that. I've got no problem with, with Janelle. Don't know about what it is, Dave, but... I did seem to think that it was like Alyssa was the one who'd been cheated on. Oh my, word. my God. She was, she was <laughs> wanting blood. I think like if, if there could have been some sort of battle, she'd have been straight in the middle of it because she was, I think she was more angry than Janelle and, and, and Duncan seemed to get a load of shit. He was like, no, yeah, he's my friend. And she's like, she was like demanding going, you, you should not be associating with someone like that. And it's like, and he's just sat there going, I don't know what the fuck's going on here, but but she real change in her personality day from what we've seen previously. Now it, it is a major shock to me, Chris, which you can probably tell from my voice that <laughs> someone with a highly religious background would be a hypocrite. But let's not forget, right? These are all fake marriages. This is all reality TV. Yeah. Alyssa confessed to being part of a love triangle and being the other person. In a marriage. So knowing and having an ongoing relationship with a married bloke. So I'm sorry, but out of everyone, or maybe not quite everyone, I mean, I'll get on to Harrison later, but out of everyone, surely she's the last person who should be jumping up on a high fucking horse and going on about cheating, like, so vigorously as well. I was just getting more and more annoyed watching it. I'm like, Duncan has done almost everything right, but I, I just wanted him to say, well, remember that thing you told me about, you know, uh, uh, so you were in that situation as well. You you were literally Claire. Yeah. So do you maybe want to wind your fucking neck back in? <laughs> strange wasn't it like yeah. really she was like Janelle's bodyguard and I know Melinda had said the same like you know we're gonna have him and all that she was all right she was quite measured with it all but I'd, I'd say what got me off guard before we even got to the dinner party the voice of reason Mr Gaslighting 101 Harrison <laughs> calling Adam out for gaslighting and saying how bad it was I was like are we in a parallel universe is this the multiverse of maths is this good guy, Harrison? <laughs> Have we gone through the quantum realm here? What is going on? I was like, is Doctor Strange entered the, the conversation? It was ridiculous. I'm like, Harrison, mate, you can't say fuck all from what we've seen. And the way you've gaslit Bronte and even tried to gaslit the whole crowd and, the, and the, even the experts he's tried to manipulate. I'm like, mate, just pipe it down in your corner, son. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? It's like... 
Harrison had a body swap with Jiminy Cricket. Like, suddenly, he becomes this fucking moral conscience and he's advising everyone about what they should be doing. And, like, he's, he's suddenly got it in for Adam and he's saying to Jesse, oh, no, it's terrible what Adam's done and whatever. And actually, if, if I'd have watched just this episode on its own, I'd, I'd be like, Ah, this Harrison seems all right, to be yes. fair. Yes, yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree. It's but, funny reason, wasn't it? Yeah, he was, but you just can't buy it because of all the, the stuff that's gone on before. So I think he's he's doing it to take the heat off himself a little bit. He's trying to stoke the fire, you know, he's trying to be that empathetic ear, you know, and, and just say, oh, you know, I, I am a good guy, really, and stuff. So, you know, I think... The, the thing is, not not everyone, well, no one is 100% good and no one is 100% bad. So I, I don't I don't think all of it from Harrison was completely genuine, but also, you know, he's not, he's not going to do everything terribly. So I, I was surprised that he, he was suddenly the moral conscience of the show. <laughs> it was brilliant. I was just like, wow, what a turnaround. <laughs> but then when, obviously, we get the... The experts are now speculating, aren't they? They're like, you know, what's, what's going on here? And, all, and then they find out, and because they were sort of saying that, they seem to be, what's going on? It was all squashed. And obviously, I sort of like it for this type of thing, Dave, that they don't know. But then I sort of wish that after they've done this, maybe that's when they should have a bit of a recap of what's actually been going on or what they've shown to the audience, you know, so mm. they can have a bit more of a perspective. But I did like that when he found out and then, Fucking hell! When Claire came in, Dave. Oh my God! It was a pin drop on it. And, and you know, <laughs> you know, I know she's going to sound really strange because Claire's in the wrong and Adam's in the wrong. But you know what I'm going to say? I boy, you probably think Mike Dingy is that we're all not at the Mean Girl stage, but it's like it could go that way, couldn't it? Mm. Even though Claire is in the wrong and Janelle's allowed to have her rant at her. Don't make her feel that way because of what she's done and what she's done to Janelle. I've got no problem with that. But it's just, this is split now, isn't there? So obviously mm. Taylor comes in and she's like, well, I'm supposed to be on this team and not this team. And I'm not about that. So, you know, and then obviously I think Sandy gave Claire a hug and, and obviously, but then Claire had a massive like panic attack, didn't she? She was, mm. she had to be consoled. So I'm not saying I don't feel that Janelle's right because she is. And Adam's a fucking bell end and we'll talk about him. But I just, it's just teetering on the edge, Dave, if that makes sense. It just I can see it again, like the Olivia thing. But I think Janelle is absolutely correct at this moment in time. You know, I, I think there was a bit of, a little bit of uh, the patriarchy talking here, Chris. A little bit of misogyny, like even from the women. Because all of the talk was about Claire and Claire's role in it. Yeah. And, and all Adam, until he started speaking, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> and, and he well. just throws himself under the bus by being a massive fucking bellend. Up until that point, most of the venom was, was reserved for Claire, and it, it's that old thing where the woman gets blamed and and the man sort of gets off scot free. Is like, oh well, you know what men are like. You know, it, I just thought it was very weird to see in this kind of setting, I, and I don't. I would have thought that it was just the edit. But John even called it out, that Claire seems to be the one bearing the brunt of it all. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And it, was, it wasn't... it was She was the easy target because we knew Adam mm. was just going to come in and be a prick 
and uh, yeah. He didn't disappoint, did he, David? He didn't disappoint at all. I mean, he came in. He'd rehearsed this, Chris. He had yeah. thought through exactly what was he going to do. And um, you know what? I, I, going into this episode, I'm thinking there is no coming back for Jesse and Claire. And I am sticking to my position that they have got no chance at all. I still kind of feel like that, but there is a tiny little crack in the door that's just opening. And I, because the way the episode went, I'm like, hang about, there might just be something here to salvage. Um, so, so that'll be one to watch over the next few weeks if, if they stay in. But yeah, Adam had, had sorted out what his game plan was. You know, he's had plenty of time to figure it out, I guess. But, you know, he comes over to Jesse. Jesse doesn't really want to know. Jesse just wants to fucking disappear. I think he says something like that, you know. And um, when he's not prepared to have that initial chat, and then it gets to the dinner table, and, you know, he he, he starts to try and explain himself. <laughs> Fucking hell, this is like textbook, how to fumble an apology and sort of apologize, but not really. You know, I'm sorry, but the reason I did it was this other thing. And it was just shit. And I had to say, Janelle looked amazing. She was, you know, that proper fuck you uh outfit wasn't it yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. when, they, when they're, they're a bit scorned and they they get all fucking dressed up and look amazing um yeah but adam i fucking janelle said like he's gonna try and throw her under the bus but i didn't i didn't think even adam would do that but the way he was trying to justify it and everyone can sort of smell bullshit can't they you know they can tell he's just full of shit and i i couldn't believe it i i i didn't expect him to blame janelle quite as much and he even said didn't he i i I feel really sorry for jesse and so was i like well, not your wife, though. That was Harrison. Harrison said, <laughs> oh, you want yeah, yeah. Of course, old fucking Jiminy Cricket there. Well, it had to be him, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the thing was with that, Jiminy Cricket, that's a good one. Is, is, what was strange was, like you say, he starts the dialogue, I, I can't apologise enough to Janelle, Jesse, blah, blah, blah. Like you say, as soon as you get the book, and then it's the verbal diarrhea then, isn't it? It's just shit. He blames it on Janelle. People don't understand. We weren't a real couple till the last two weeks, so I don't see it as cheating. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Well, one, you've been fake lying to all of us again. You've just exposed yourself as a faker, which we knew you were, it? a reality fucking TV fame chaser. Um, you, you've messed up Janelle. It then gets revealed that him and Janelle slept together the night that he kissed Claire. And that's why she backed him up. That was a fucking revelation. He was still trying to wriggle out of it. He was still trying to dodge it for a bit until he couldn't avoid it anymore. And he was like, 100% yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, whoa. Just yes would have done. But I think because he'd been pressured and he was trying to dodge and weave it again. Oh, it's just, that was fucking wrong, wasn't it? Because his whole whole storyline was that you know, they weren't in a good place. They, you know, they weren't really together, so it's not cheating. Oh, but it's okay to sleep with her, though, even though you're yeah. supposedly in this terrible place. Yeah, it's, it was it was bad. And she was in tears. 
and again, it's that sort of because he's just, he's just a bell end. He's a fucking toss pot, you know. He's just like <laughs> he is a fucking knobhead, isn't he? Like we, we everything that we well, we sort of had suspicions about, and I said this in the last episode. It's come to fruition with him. He's just an absolute blackguard. He's not there for Janelle. He's there for a free holiday. Apparently, you know, he's, he's, he's been a cheater in the past. He's admitted that. And everything's come come front and centre. And to be honest, it's quite interesting because he sort of reminds me of like Harrison in the way he speaks. You know, when Harrison gets back into a corner, but by mm. the looks of it, they don't like each other. And I thought them I two would have been bro code, you know, like buddies and stuff. But no. I think they're a bit too similar. <laughs> I think right, yeah. you know, it, it, fucking, they, they know what each other's probably up to. They know what they're like. <laughs> I think that's what it is. And I, I don't quite know where this adversarial relationship came from. You know, we saw in the last episode, didn't we? Harrison was the uh, comforting shoulder for Jesse to cry on when he, he found out about the sort of Claire situation and that. And that that was the first of it, but actually going head on and butting heads, uh, you know, that that struck me as a little bit odd. And like you say, <laughs> Harrison with his, he's almost like a nun, isn't he? He's like, he's like I am, <laughs> I pledge myself to God. I am whiter than white now. I, you, there is, there is no sins to see here. Um, and I'll just cast judgment on everyone else. So I, I don't, quite get what Harrison's game is but um well I, I did like that well David let me explain pull up a pew and everyone who's listening because the reality <laughs> radar is a trademark for a reason my friend there is reasons why I have a hundred percent accuracy and at the start of the show and the start of this series who did I say Harrison would possibly have a play with Dave as in there could be some things going on. Can you remember who that person was? Harrison. He's with Bronte. And I think you might have said the entrepreneurial. Melinda. Melinda. Yep. Yep. Now, it doesn't, you know, doesn't fall far from the truth there, Dave. When Melinda was like, oh, what's going on here? There's a little bit of a change all of a sudden. She couldn't stand Harrison. And I was like, Mm. her body language changed she was smiling she did call him bullshit at the end i, I think it's bullshit but however <laughs> I, think, I think this is a stretch but go however on. <laughs> however this is classic harrison dave i've got a feeling my prediction is going to come true with that lad dave because because he dis the, the vt guy at uh, the vt guy the et lady actually says we're halfway through the experiment and we're not finished yet with the drama, Dave. There's going to be a retreat <laughs> in there. They're going to go somewhere again, like we had with Dominique and Olivia in the last series. I am putting the reality radar on the line with this one, Dave, but I'm telling you, there is something going to happen there. With Harrison and Melinda? Yes. Right, right. Okay. Or, or Taylor, because she does like a tradie. <laughs> but they're the two in the front running. So it's just, just, there's just something, a little sparkle in Melinda's eye, and I was like, oh, hang on a minute. Am I correct again? So let's see. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 you sent me a message before saying, oh, the reality radar's on point. I, I didn't think it was going to be something quite so flimsy. But... Flimsy? How dare you? <laughs> 
I thought you were going to comment on Taylor's little interaction with Cam. It's like, oh, you're from the country, are you? Oh, right, that's really cool. And, you know, Taylor was at least having a, a conversation where it doesn't seem like she has to fucking uh, have a shower after she's <laughs> she's had that conversation like, like she does with Hugo. Um so I, I don't know. I, I thought I'm wondering if something is going to maybe spark up there because Taylor's got no reason to be in there at all. You know, she calls Hugo a fucking puppy dog, doesn't she? Yeah. And uh, like I say, just this little seed is planted between um, her and Cam. And so I, I, when you sent me the reality radar message, I thought you were talking about them too. Well, I mean, you could be right, Dave, but obviously that doesn't fall under my remit because that's a Castle Morian prediction. Um, <laughs> because uh, he does come in, Cam, with Lyndall and says there's a bit of something going on, but we don't get to the bottom of it, do we? Because the experts say straight away, well, what's got a bit frosty here? And he says like he's in the doghouse to the guys. So something's happened, which I'm pretty sure we're going to find out at the actual dinner party. <laughs> uh, not well, dinner party, the commitment ceremony. Yeah, I mean, what, what I say is, Quite often, you know, the, because it's all edited and put together and, and carefully thought, you know, every single scene, every bit of dialogue, you know, with uh, it was Daniel and Carolina, wasn't it? They had that interaction at the dinner table, at yeah. the dinner party, and it was like, hmm, this might pay off later. So and it did. <laughs> the fact that, you know, for the first time, Melinda isn't calling bullshit on Harrison you know, is is potentially something that could be picked up later. But I'm, I'm going to give Melinda a bit more credit than that. I think she's dealt with people like Harrison before many times over, and she doesn't really fall for this act. Because who... I, I, I can't see surely anyone over the age of fucking 12 or something who's interacted with human beings can fall for something like that. Someone who's just suddenly changed and become this moral conscience for everyone. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it, Dave? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know it's going to happen. You just <laughs> I, I'm not ruling this one out. I, I, I give it more than a 1% chance, this one. Maybe <laughs> maybe 10%. Well, well yeah, because you did give 1% to David A. Nekinsu, who is still together, have a reality TV show, Dave, and actually won Love Island. Well, who am, who am I to question you, my friend? You you do swing for the fences, and I have to say, <laughs> so you did hit a home run with that one. The fact that you struck out the previous hundred times is, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Do. <laughs> it doesn't matter, does it? You, <laughs> you will forever, as long as we are recording this podcast, you will always fucking come back to that one. <laughs> <laughs> I had my reality radar T-shirt on yesterday, David. I was getting inspired. Inspired. Inspired, my friend. So then at the end of the episode, we do get that Adam pulls Jesse for the chat. Jesse's just like not interested. And he, and I think the more Adam talks, the worse this gets. As you said, it's yeah. fucking bollocks. It's like, mate, shut up. Just shut up. And even Jesse said, I didn't want to speak. I didn't need to. He was doing all the answers. Whereas Claire had done it with humility Jesse had even felt a bit of compassion for her because he knew in her voice because he spent time with her that she was nervous. There was that affection for her. I thought all- that was really sweet. That yeah, he I was did. Picking yeah. up on like 
you know, her, her body language and everything, the way she was breathing, he, he could tell that she was really nervous. And he'd already said, you know, it, it took big balls to go in there in the first place. And, you know, she, it, it, I think one of the experts said it, you know, it's, it's a good example of how to give an apology and how not to give an apology. Yeah. And I thought she couldn't have done any better, really. She She totally owned it. She never tried to squirm or make excuses, you know, wriggle out of the situation and, and blame anyone else. I, and I think, you know, I, I got quite choked, actually, when Jesse was saying about, you know, I wish some of my exes gave as good an apology as that. Whereas Adam's like, it's fucking everyone else's fault. Uh, it wasn't really cheating because we were in a bad place. <laughs> Like, I can imagine you've thought that in a, a few times in the past. I, I just wonder what constitutes cheating for Adam, you know, if uh, if that doesn't. But yeah, I I felt um, I felt a glimmer of hope for Jesse and Claire. I have to say, yeah, honestly, I think there is the hug outside. The she wrote him a letter. It it seems so genuine, didn't it? And she'd even said in the last episode, Adam was like, "You can't tell him," and he was he's making sure she didn't reveal all this it's like mate what a mm. wanker and if we have we do sue evt it looks like the experts actually do hold him to task and john has a bit of a pop at him which i'm happy about that but again you've got to wait till fucking sunday this show <laughs> is a joke you know like we love island you're like fucking hell when's it saturday <laughs> you know yeah. when have we done this oh fucking version? look at that 32 episodes and something's happened <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Day 32 in the Love Island Villa. You're fucking Olivia's fucking mumbling once again that she's been unfairly treated. Fucking nonsense. But um, yeah, so but with this, it just keeps you dangling on a string. And I'm like, oh, you absolute bastards. Because Jesse looks upset. They make the decision. Whatever's going to be, will be. So, I mean, whether we lose anybody, I'm not sure. I think... It, Janelle's, I think Janelle will probably say she's going to stay, uh, leave, and he's going to say stay, but he may be like what they did with Josh and, and Melissa, and they say, look, it's in your hands, and what happened as well with uh, Shannon yeah. and Caitlin. So I maybe mean, she'll get that choice. It's tough, isn't it? Now they broke the seal. They've let two people make the choice now. Yeah. It's going to be hard, isn't it? You know, if yeah. Janelle says she wants to leave and, and Adam says stay, because yeah. I, I, I basically want to wring the neck out of this and stay on TV for as long as I can. You know, I can't live off NFTs all my life. So, you know, I, I just, I think it's going to be difficult for them, but I don't know, I, I, something else. I, I kind of, Chris, I kind of want them all to stay in yeah. <laughs> just for the drama. Um, because the, I don't think they invite any more couples, do they? Like you say, that they're going to be on the retreat next, I imagine, yeah. after this next commitment ceremony. So, yeah, I think the couples, I'm thinking back to previous seasons, I think the couples that are there are there now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I think they, I think they were saying it was somewhat like... Um, it works out all together. The end, it's sort of like five and two, I think. Five and two bananas? Apples? Five and two what? <laughs> Sorry. I'm bringing <laughs> fo- football into the podcast. But anyway, Dave. <laughs> five and two. Oh, fuck you, you twat. <laughs> <laughs> two five, you see, next Tuesday. <laughs> 
how yeah. things have turned. How I tell you what, I will. Even though maths is not on tomorrow, I will have my fucking popcorn at the ready, waiting for Barcelona to put on a bit of a show. <laughs> <laughs> I will be waiting. Gifts at the ready on WhatsApp. Oh, yeah. Keep ready. Well, the thing is, the good thing is, I will actually be at the game at the mighty Old Trafford. And you don't get a good reception day, so if you do, if you do get a beat, I'm going on radio silence until the next day. But yes. Yeah. When you turn your phone on, beep, beep. Turn your phone on, you'd be fucking ringing me on the way home. Hiya, mate. You are right. I just thought I'd ring you about uh, uh, something, anything. No, nothing, not really. Nothing. <laughs> I expect nothing How less. How you doing, hon? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to chat? <laughs> Sorry to bring football into it, David, but, you know, just throw, throw that one out there. So we've had an email, Dave. Nice. Our, gra- our great friend Yaron has uh, sent a few emails in in the past. He said, hey, guys, wanted to give you my two cents regarding Melissa from Mass Australia after watching nine episodes. I thought my, hope my thoughts are clear since English is not my first language. My theory is that she was traumatized by splitting up with her husband and it affected her deeply to the point she's saying to herself, if I left this sexless and loveless marriage and I broke up my family, then I need to justify it and, that, and, that, and have that sex I was lacking. Because in her eyes, if she doesn't have a lot of sex, it brings her back to thinking if the divorce, that she had the sacrifices she made with the right move for her and her ex and the kids. It feels like at some point it consumed her and her thoughts to the point that's that why she's obsessed with sex. And about Harrison, the guy can teach teach psychology students all about gaslighting. It's ridiculous. He's actually a pro. Thanks for your time and your fun podcast. P.S. Love Island pales in comparison to maths. I don't know why I'm still watching that shit. Love Island became too scripted for my taste. Best, best regards, Aaron. So thank you very much, Aaron. Great email and great to hear from you again, mate. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I'm watching Love Island either, to be honest, mate, but uh, here we are. Um, I think, Chris, probably the less I say about Melissa, the better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll just let you have him get it to that bit Dave yeah. when he uses to this episode so uh, yeah let's yeah. say no more so big thank you mate again and we're, you know, we're a couple of days off from math so we do get a break from that and it's full steam ahead Love Island Dave so uh, anyway massive thank you to everyone if you want to email us cdvlticast at gmail.com as always follow us on social media at cdvlticast we are at 494 people now on Facebook, guys. Please come over and join. We need six more people to get to 500. And that's just been amazing since we started these uh, both shows this last January. So thank you. And, and a bit of news as well. We talked about maths starting in the UK officially. Now, we had it down as the 21st. We'd both seen that, to be fair. And obviously, A4 have changed that. I've been seeing that the screening adverts, the showing all the... the uh, cast that we've been watching. So I think it's, we're looking at the second week in March, Dave. I think it's, well, I think it's about the 6th of March. I think it's the Monday. So it's like a week on Monday that actually starts on E4 in the UK. So uh, keep keep that one open, guys. Um, if you do want to support us, get over to patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. Um, and our roll call of honor is Kent, Lucky Lulu Green, Lauren Tracy, Hennessy, Susan, Priscilla, Dee, Katie, Libby, Joanna, Noreen, Chloe, Brianna, Helen Keith, Gillian Zoe, Kristen Maggie, Kate, Megan, Cassie Fiona, Emma Schmade Music, Mikla, Macy, and Alex. So thank you so much, guys, for all your support. And it is time to go, my friend. Oh, I feel 
quite sad. Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. Chris, this damn show, it has me wishing my life away. I can't stand it. But um, hopefully I can just park that and we actually get something exciting happening on the Love Island side of things. But uh, <laughs> let's, see. let's see. Let's that, see. Uh, that is hoping. But... Um, Anyway, thank you very much, sir. That's, it's always good. I, I mean, I, the, the thing is now I'm conditioned because after I've watched the episode, I just can't fucking wait to jump on and speak to you because I, I need to unload. You know, I need to really think about all the and talk about all these things that have happened. So thank you very much, mate. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. Thanks to all our supporters. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye. Bye.